Welcome to the Crowfall Podcast, where we share stories and perspectives from the world of Crowfall with your hosts, Chris and Walker. This is Walker, and today we share about our recent success in the dregs, highlight the recent Founders update from Artcraft, which includes faction versus faction servers, and highlight another content creator. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Minds at Crowfall Pod. As always, I'm joined by my colleague, Chris. How are you doing today, Chris? Howdy, I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So this week, you know, last week we had, we talked about our kind of first attempt at doing PvP with the Alliance, but it was in Skypoint and just kind of, just kind of getting our footing. And then this most recent week, though, we actually went out to the dregs and, and attempted yeah. and succeeded in, in taking and holding a, a fort. Um, but yeah, you want to talk about kind of what that, what went into that and how it all unfolded. It was, um, yeah, I, I couldn't have, have written it a, a better way. It was, um, as you know, we have a smaller guild that we started, um, from the ground up, you know, open recruitment. Um, so we got a, you know, decent core of, uh, players that joined, but, uh, our advancement into the dregs has been, you know, a little bit slow. We didn't really have a large presence in the dregs uh, when it first came out. Um, we have since, you know, gotten into mother loads and gotten in there a little bit, but we hadn't done a lot of PVP. And the idea was that, um, you know, the dregs are winding down and that we were going to give it a shot and gather up some some groups and make a play for a fort. Um, so we mapped out the times, you know, when the, the siege was going to take place. And uh, we gathered in there and made a few runs at the fort, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we were met with some heavy resistance. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was it was pretty cool. Um, it was. I mean, so we went to the East, U.S. East drag. Right, yeah. And which is at least, and I don't know, by the time this podcast comes out, I think it will have ended and the new drag will have started the new campaign or whatever. Mm. Um, at the time when we were there, though, Winter Blades was the number one guild yeah. in, in on that campaign. And yeah, we go out and take a respawn point mm -hmm. and then took a fort or no went to a fort to take it yeah and encountered a group of winter blades players who promptly destroyed us yeah i mean just <laughs> annihilated it was like i've never played a video game it was <laughs> it was bad i mean i'm sure that tactically they were more sound than mm -hmm. we were because we're brand new to all this yeah yeah and then gear wise i'm sure they just embarrassed oh, us. there was so many Right. I mean, I, I thought we had a decent makeup. I mean, we had two full groups and uh, a third alliance group. Yeah. You know, so we weren't nobody running around there. There was, there was, there was a, between 10 and 15. I don't know the exact count, but between yeah. 10 and 15 of us all grouped up and running together. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, yeah, got slaughtered at the fort. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, you know, um, we rinse and repeated that a few times. Yeah. Um, cause the fort is open for siege for an entire hour. Right. You know, and I think it was what about the 10 minute mark. Um, 
we were able to hold the respawn point and we had just gotten wiped and we're gathering at the respawn point and uh we send send up our stealthers to scout the fort again yeah because we're like you know we're going like this is our plan we're just hitting it the entire hour over and over yeah and um no one's there right right and so we're waiting for everyone to you know res and get back to the respawn point it gets down to about five minutes and we're like we gotta go we got we're gonna cap it and we're gonna hold it until the timer goes out and we're just gonna hope that that big group doesn't show up and take it back and uh so we go up there we start you know killing the guards start capping it and it's like two and a half minutes left and we're ticking down it goes through the halfway point um and we end up capturing it with maybe 30 seconds to go yeah and right at that moment the big group guild group i don't know which guild it was but everyone shows up to kill us. Yeah. And uh, we sit there and we hold it in the throne room and everyone suicides and dies and the timer runs out and we have the key. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't enough time for them to re to unclaim it from us and then reclaim it for themselves. Yeah. I mean, had there been another 10 minutes, they would have, taken, they would it have back. taken it back. But I mean, you know, as, as with any sporting game, there's a timer. <laughs> and we just last second daggered three pointer, you know, right. for the win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. And it was, it was, uh, it was fun. I mean, it, it was interesting because it, 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 it's not fair to say that we had like great PVP success because it's not like we <laughs> ran around and mopped up other people. Yeah. I mean, we killed some folks, but it, you know, in the death, killed the death ratio. It was right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and my point in saying this is I'm not trying to, to skew what happened or something. Um, again, it's not like we were dominating in fights, but it was, so for me, it was the first time in Crowfall that I've been able to participate with, a big group mm -hmm. and run around with everyone in voice chat and, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was just a, it was just a really fun, fun experience. Even when we're getting wiped by winter blades and trying to figure out what else we can do. And yeah, you know, people are myself included. Like I <laughs> flew back to a statue, but then didn't actually have my camera oriented towards the statue or something or wasn't close enough. Mm -hmm. So when I held the F button to retrieve my body, I actually released back to my bind point. So oh, then there's yeah. a lot more running involved. Yeah. Um, but so through all that chaos, though, like I was just really, really happy that our I, that the guild was just fun to play with. Like, absolutely. There's a, a, a group of people that, to your point, are largely unconnected. It's not like we're a gaming community that came from other games. Uh -huh. We didn't play in the beta together. We don't know each other outside of the last three weeks that we've gotten to know each other. Yeah. And I've had a lot of other stuff in real life going on that's kind of limited my playtime to some extent. So I haven't really been as present with the guild for a lot of these activities. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it was just a it was just a really good time. It, no one was no one annoyed me at all. Yeah. There was no infighting. There was no pettiness. There was no when we did die, no one got mad and said, why did you? do yeah. this why or, did you do that or you should be targeting this or none of that no it was all just you know good times last um i mean we all you know went into it knowing the situation it's right. like we're probably gonna get messed up right and but that's okay because we got a plan <laughs> well and the reason that we're doing it is not just like a proof of concept to see if we can take a fort in the last minute of 
the siege window yeah. or something. It's also because one of there's several rewards available from participating in the dregs, mm -hmm. and one of them is if you're in the top sixty percent of conquest points as a guild, then you're entitled to some reward. Yeah, and so. By holding a fort, by capturing a fort, we get to hold it for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So the thought is that will accumulate us enough points to make it into that 60% threshold at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, as of the next day, we were ranked 17. Right. Now, I don't know where that, you know, by the time this episode releases again, it will all have be decided. Yeah. I don't know where it will all end up, but I'm pretty confident we'll be in the top 60% at least. And uh, yeah, that's super cool. Like, yeah. that's super fun to be able to get a little bit in there. I mean, there's other rewards that obviously we won't be able to get access to, uh -huh. um, but to at least get something out of it is fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, just to be able to put that together and do it, do it with the guild and actually get into the rankings when largely we hadn't been participating much in the dregs. Right. And, you know, it's, so it was a, a really big accomplishment, especially for, a smaller guild that you know didn't have some a lot of beta players right and people that knew what was going on i mean we've all kind of just learned this from day one so we're on week three now yeah and are still learning things yep you know so it was it was really good really good accomplishment and, and it was really fun uh, well and something else it reinforced to me is just you know, in any, in, in any MMO that I've played for any long period of time and felt really invested in, it's, you know, a lot of what I've talked about with Crowfall is how excited I am by some of the premises of it, like the recycling campaigns and uh -huh. the ability to make alts quickly and change characters and, and that sort of stuff. I like all of that. But really what has always endeared me to an MMO is having a community to play with that I like to play with. For sure. For sure. Um, I, I feel like we did really well with um, how we started out the guild. I mean, you know, when we were recruiting, um, it was starter friendly, casual, learn the game with us, be friends. We're building a community. Um, there was no cliche where super hardcore. We're going to you know, PVP and kill everyone because we're super elite. <laughs> I mean, you know, it would be fun to work towards that and uh, basically, you know, get more domination in the PVP aspect of it. But um, it seemed like we attracted a lot of really good personalities. Yeah, well, or at least personalities that align with where we're at. I mean, the thing is, is that and and so this is something that we'll probably talk about on this podcast for, I mean, not just in today's episode, but throughout the duration of this podcast, I think we'll come back to this, especially as long as you are leading this more smaller startup guild that we're in right now that, that we kind of began when we started the game. Mm -hmm. And that is this, this debate between like big mega guild versus smaller guilds. Yeah. And I, I think that honestly, there is, you know, I think that people want to paint that as a binary, like it's either the small guild is better because the big guild, you're just a cog in a machine and it's no fun. It's just all, it's like work. Yeah. 
And from the big guilt perspective, it's like, you guys don't actually play the real game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't accomplish you, the only way you can take a fort is to skis it in the last minute. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're not really taking over land and holding it. Yeah. And all of that is, is whatever, but I don't think it's actually, I think it's just more nuanced than that. I think that, I think that to some extent it's down to individual um, perspective and, and what you want out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, and what you're, what you think makes sense. Like for me, this is outside of crowfall this is just me personally i mean you and i have known each other our whole lives we played basketball in high school together for example yeah i am not naturally coachable (laughs) right (laughs) i i and it doesn't mean that i think that my ideas are always the best ideas yeah it's that when someone tells me my idea is bad i'm interested in understanding why Mm-hmm. but not because I think my idea is infallible or I want to be right. Mm-hmm. I do want to be right, but not that I want my idea to be right. Yeah. But if you're going to challenge it, then I've put some thought into what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear the reasons why mm-hmm. that doesn't fly in organizations where, and to some extent when you have, a, you know, if you have 30 people in a room in a discord and you're trying to lead an event, you don't have time to explain to everyone beneath you why we're doing it this way or yeah. what, you know what I mean? Or why they can't stand over there. Just stand yeah. where you're supposed to stand. So again, it, it's not even to say that those people are, are any, I'm not trying to disparage them at all. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The, the big guilds, the, the big, the big organized guilds certainly have a place and offer a, a play experience of their own. And honestly, I don't know where I land. Like there's a part of me that kind of wants to try that in this game to see what it feels like. You know what I mean? To mm-hmm. see what, how that experience goes. Um, but as of right now, that's not where I'm at. I'm with our guild where we are. And again, the play experience I had with the group was exactly what I wanted. There was none of that. There was no frustration. There was no one yelling at anyone. Uh, I just, I have, it it gets hard for me to take people seriously on the internet that want to be tough. Uh And it's like, not, not, not having any of that is excellent. Now, again, I don't mean to imply that every big organized guild is full of jerks or something, because that's not true. (laughs) Right, right. Well, I mean, there's something to be said about um, getting into those PvP situations. I mean, if if you're going to battle and things are not going the way that you want them to go, I mean, you have to know who's in your foxhole. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't have everyone infighting and pointing fingers like right i mean things are going bad but hey we we got to figure it out right and that is a, a certain type of personality you know and i think that we've definitely attracted you know some very good people yeah. and i'm excited to see how that grows and and more additions to that as you know the the guild itself becomes maybe more known um also it's a, an open world sandbox PVP, right? Um, I think there's a lot of surprises that could happen with smaller guilds, uh, mainly with alliances and organizing multiple smaller guilds to essentially have a, you know a battle group type situation. We got faction versus faction campaign coming up. I feel like that's going to change a lot of things. Um, We've been working closely with a group of smaller guilds and have done some outings that we've talked about, you know, with Siege and different things. I don't know. I think we could potentially surprise some people. 
Yeah, I think, um, yeah, and we'll, we'll get to faction versus faction here in a, in a minute. I want to talk more about that at length. But I just think that I really I think what I wanted to emphasize is just, you know, especially anyone that might be listening that isn't a part of a big guild already or that maybe hasn't found uh, a group of people to play with consistently. Like, I just can't emphasize enough how important that is to an MMO experience. Mm-hmm. And that's not unique to Crowfall or unique to World PvP. Or any of that. Like, if you want to be a raider in WoW, you probably, well, I guess it's Final Fantasy fourteen now, as WoW is apparently dying uh, just this month. But um, <laughs> you need to have a, a group that you resonate with and that yeah. you enjoy spending the time with. And that then becomes its own motivation to play, as almost to play with your group of people, as much as it is to accomplish whatever the game has to offer. Yeah, I mean, any MMO that I played for any amount of time has that community aspect. I mean, even messing around on browser Tribal Wars (laughs) types of games, I mean, I'm logging in to, you know, hey, I'm going to chat up with whoever's in the guild. And then that ends up going into game stuff, and now I'm just playing the game. Right. You right. know, but uh, yeah, any any game that I played like that, always community-based. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so the next thing I wanted to do, which you kind of already naturally segued into, which is, is the uh, the latest Founders update on the forum, um, on the Crowfall forums, that is. Founders update being from Artcraft Entertainment. And just a few highlights from that, obviously, you know, encourage people to go check it out and I'll have a link to it in the show notes for anyone that, that doesn't, hasn't seen that, that forum post, but highlights that, that stood out to me are, um, by the time this podcast comes out, this will have already dropped. Yeah. But, uh, on August 2nd, the shadow, which is what they're calling the faction versus faction Ooh, server or campaigns come out. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I guess, which I didn't understand, like I always thought, like, I thought, I'm confused by dreg, frankly. Mm. I don't like is like what does that mean? You and I were talking offline. Is it a made up <laughs> word? Does it is, it's, it doesn't appear to be an acronym because there's not periods after the letters. Yeah. Um I thought previously I would have said, oh, we're gonna get a faction versus faction dreg. Yeah. And there's yeah. a guild versus guild dreg, but that's not correct. Dreg refers to guild versus guild, uh-huh. and faction versus faction is the shadow, at least. That's my understanding as of now. Yeah. As longtime listeners will know from the episode titled, You Know Nothing, John Crow. I don't know anything, and it's hard to know a lot of times. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm fine with it. Uh, I would just, just a little confused on, on the terminology. And because I was in the same boat, I was like, oh, yeah, faction versus faction Drake. I mean, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's three, three faction uh, PvP server, camp, new campaign. In the update, in the forum post, they say that it's intended to be the stepping stone between God's Reach starter campaign mm-hmm. and the ultimate version, which is the Drags Guild vs. Guild. Yeah. Um, I did notice that it's it's level 25 is the minimum level to join, whereas I think on the new Guild Drag that's coming out, it's 30. You have oh, to be okay. 30 to join. Okay. Um. And then beyond that, though, it didn't really offer a lot of other specifics in the forum post, at least that I saw. So I, I don't. I, I assume it will work like the dregs, where it's full inventory drop still. That's that's what I hear. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm 
I'm really looking forward to it as well because I do think it will be, and we've talked about this on other episodes already to some extent, but I do think it'll be a way for us as a smaller guild to go out and maybe not just get rolled by a group of 30 people in another yeah. from another bigger guild. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happened in the dregs, honestly. Like like we mentioned earlier, we went out there with a group between 10 and 15, and we just encountered just significantly larger groups. Yeah. And it just made me think, like, I just don't really understand how, as a smaller guild, you can participate in the dreg, really, because mm-hmm. there's no... Yeah. There, there's just not a space for you. Because even with three full groups, you're just getting crushed still. The the early release of the dregs really benefited the mega guilds because they had already had things established. Yeah. I feel like if the uh, initial dregs would have came out like a week later, we would have been in a better position because I was already communicating with other guilds for this alliance thing. Yeah. And we had run into an issue where we had initially joined the West dregs and then a few people ran into some token issues. And so it resulted in going to East Dregs to do more farming. Mm. But, you know, if we would have had that extra week of preparation, communication with the other other guilds, we probably would have ended up joining a Dregs with them mm. specifically and had the, the five guild alliance, you know, that's in right. the Dregs that can happen. So I think we would have had a better time of it as opposed to like just jumping in as our own guild <laughs> running around and getting rolled and going, Oh, this is what it is. But you know, well, and meanwhile, as we shared again in a, a couple episodes ago, I think uh, instead what we have is me joining the dregs with one other friend <laughs> and ganking people in our Alliance <laughs> that I don't know is in our Alliance because I'm an idiot. Yeah. So, you know, there's uh there's, there's, there's ways it could have gone different, but again, this is, and I know I say this every episode, but I just, I, I just love it. I love that this dreg is going to be over now and a new yeah. one starts, right? I mean, yeah. and certainly the faction versus faction is where I think we'll put most of our attention mm-hmm. for the next month. But in another two months or three months or whenever, even if it is mm-hmm. this time, when we decide to go back to guild versus guild, mm-hmm. we're not going back to the version of it that started when the game launched. Yeah. So the advantage that those mega guilds did get to build and do have isn't just amassing from yes. day one through now. Yeah, things things will shift, yep. right? Um, it what will be interesting is to see how faction versus faction might influence uh guild changes on right. other mega guilds and such. So the next guild versus guild drag could be different. Yeah. It's a really interesting setup. Um, I imagine that you know you've got your starter worlds, you graduate, you go into the faction versus faction. That's probably going to be maybe the meat of the player base, like the middle. And then you have the guild versus guild, which is going to be kind of, uh, it's billing as the top, you know, um, Olympics, mm-hmm. maybe potentially, where everyone fights it out for the, the dominant guild. Um, but with the way it's set up, the campaigns change, but you have the guild stretched out across all campaigns. Anything can influence those changes uh in any of those campaigns yeah yeah no absolutely i think i think and i think the faction versus faction will be yeah i think it's gonna i'm really excited to see how it will play out and honestly i'm excited to see just how the how the different campaign possible rule sets play out over time Mm -hmm. because what if they make a campaign where 
the biggest like guild size you can have is 20 people or and maybe that's crazy but yeah i don't know like there's just so many possible things that they can do Mm -hmm. with rule sets for these different campaigns yeah that i think there's just going to be a lot of variety to it uh and i'm yeah i'm really looking forward to to it but certainly faction versus faction this first one is going to be cool and i'm i'm really excited to see a month from now and it's when it's wrapping up i assume that's assuming it'll be a month-long thing i think it's actually only a week Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's a little disappointing because I am out of town for the whole week that it <laughs> oh, ex- no. it's open. So I hope that there's a faction versus faction campaign for me to join when I get back. From... <laughs> maybe there'll be a new one. Yeah. And maybe it's just fine. Uh, hey, yeah, every week we do Every a new week one. it's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, before I move on, anything else you wanted to add on faction versus faction? Because I know that's something we've both been looking forward to. But uh, I mean, I'm just really excited to, to see it happen. Um, coming from camelot that that was you know my big draw Mm. um i'm sure that you know drags can be fun and everything and but you know from when i first looked at this game my my first thought was like yeah i want to do faction versus faction Mm. you know take the keeps have the team um there's something about i don't know fighting for uh something bigger than than just you you know when it feels like it's your uh faction you know i don't know country uh, <laughs> your kingdom um which i guess happens with eternal kingdom your guild can essentially have your own kingdom but um when you log in and you see uh, in crowfall like say moon has all your stuff or has taken all the keeps you feel it you know it's like well Let's rally the troops. Let's go out and get our keeps back from for Earth, you know, in Camelot when we played Hib, you know, and waking up and see Mid had just taken everything or even stole the relics. And we're like, oh, man, right. all our buffs are gone. But, you know, uh, putting out the call and getting the stuff back. Yeah, it's a fun time. Yeah, definitely excited for it. Uh, a couple other highlights from the update, the Founders update on the forum again, that is, uh, I guess, a larger dregs map, which is something that the guilds currently participating heavily in the dregs have been requesting. I, I would assume the, the request for a larger map, which I will admit I didn't do a lot of research to understand where the request is, is the reasoning for the request. My guess would be so that when people die, it just takes longer for them to get across the map to join fights. Mm. because like mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember in warhammer online yeah. the failed <laughs> <laughs> successor to dark age of camelot in many ways um it had a, a big end game pvp thing that it tried to build in but in dark age of camelot you had to run everywhere and it, mm-hmm. even if you teleported somewhere there were a lot of requirements for that mm-hmm. and it's pretty much impossible to quickly get to where the fight is happening like you can't yeah. teleport to where the fight is happening right and in in warhammer because they had flight paths and that sort of stuff uh-huh. it was really easy to go to wherever a fight was happening which mm-hmm. in principle sounds smart mm-hmm. but the the problem is is that if everyone dies the zerg can just show up wherever they're needed basically yeah there's no amount of coordination needed from them because everyone can kind of instantly arrive so I would assume that, that that that's the the driving reason for the larger dregs request. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it's just more spread out, so there's more space to farm without seeing 
someone every two minutes or something kind of thing as well. But. Yeah, maybe potentially more capture points. Yeah, I, I will say one thing about Warhammer. Um, I really wanted to like it because I wanted to do the PvP thing, and I was like, oh, this is the next, yeah, next thing. Um, but when I experienced, you can only put the siege machines in specific spots that were marked on the map as connecting points. Yeah, I was like, this is over. Yep. It's failed. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's not gonna last it's true it's true it's <laughs> like i want to put the trev over here on the hill right and then watch it rain you know shots down right right which crowfall does yes have. yes yes agreed uh and then they also said just a, a wide variety of bug fixes and polish again the patch isn't out yet so it's not there hasn't been a patch notes that i was able to, to find or anything so it didn't really highlight what those are um, but interested to see what kind of changes we'll see come out of that. Mm -hmm. I think as time moves forward, we will, I think, I think a year from now, or maybe even six months from now, the quality of life, if you will, of the game, mm -hmm. I think is going to improve dramatically. I do too. I bet. Yeah. Um, I mean, a few months from now, six months, maybe even a year later, right. It's probably going to feel like, I don't know, you know, a completely different different game yeah i mean we're going to be telling stories about you remember when we had to click on all the chat tabs or right you know whatever it is it's going to be going to school uphill both ways in the snow probably yep agreed, agreed. <laughs> uh, and then they also listed uh, big significant changes for the assassin and duelist um, i will say that these changes are available on the test server which we highlighted last week if you participate on the test server for at least six hours there is a reward available there for you, uh, like a, a cosmetic reward. But yeah, so I think that's cool too, though, to see them already looking at, at rebalancing some classes. I mean, I, again, haven't PvP'd a ton and, and couldn't speak to the mm -hmm. nuances of the Assassin and Duelist and what needs to be changed. Mm -hmm. I will say I've heard just, you know, again, kind of in the air, if you mm -hmm. will, to some extent, mm -hmm. a... Uh, that that they're under underpowered feeling yeah, yeah. so it, hopefully people that are playing those classes will feel a better sense of balance stealth archer <laughs> <laughs> don't know if that is what makes it more balanced but maybe <laughs> certainly could be um so yeah so yeah again i'll, I'll have a link in the in the in the show notes for that forum post. Uh, and then finally i wanted to kind of wrap up with just another uh, what we've dubbed creator corner uh, but just to highlight another content creator uh, from the Crowfall community, this week uh, I wanted to talk about Dilbo Dabgins. I don't know if he's the most popular or most famous. Famous is probably mm -hmm. the wrong word. Mm -hmm. um, but he certainly, whenever I started looking for Crowfall videos, was one of the first people that I, that I came across. Mm -hmm. Dilbo streams on Twitch and uploads videos to YouTube. And he's honestly just got a really wide variety of content and mm -hmm. a lot of it is really geared towards new players. Yeah. Um, I, his guild is the dab squad. When we were on the, the West uh -huh. Dreg the other day, they were the number five guild in points. Okay. Okay. So, and I know that in videos that I saw leading up to the release of Crowfall, he was making the guild available to new players and trying uh -huh. to welcome new players in to help teach them the game. And, and, and he's someone that played throughout beta. So, I think that's really cool that, that someone who's that experienced is willing to try and bring new people into mm -hmm. the fold. And it seems like he's really committed to building the profile community up and yeah. helping people understand the game. I mean, he's got some videos that are 
30 minutes long where he covers a wide variety of topics. But he's also got, I mean, just today, you and I came across a little 30-second video he had mm -hmm. talking about weapon proficiencies and how different spec choices you can make influence uh, your wep weapon proficiencies. But then you can also get like minor disciplines mm. that can change that. And honestly, I didn't realize minor disciplines could enable different weapon <laughs> availabilities to your character. So anyway, just, yeah, just a, an overall, um, a, a lot of content related to Crowfall. And and yeah, I wanted to kind of shout him out. Yeah. Shout out to Dilbo. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I'll have links to Dilbo's uh, YouTube channel and his Twitch in the show notes. So uh, anyone interested in Crowfall, highly recommend at least checking him out and giving him a shout out as well. Um, but yeah, man, anything else you wanted to cover today? I'm just excited to see about this faction versus faction and, you know, have some fun in game. Well, that's all for the show today. You can find a link in the show notes for Dilbo's YouTube channel and Twitch if you want to check those out. You can also follow us on Twitter and Minds at CrowfallPod. This is Walker. You can also check out my other podcasts, The Walk Show, which explores the walk of life through interviews with a variety of guests, and Pick Up Your Sticks, which is co-hosted by me and Brett Lindley. And that, that podcast is all about video games, and we talk about why gaming matters. Thanks again for the listen. Have a great week. Mm -hmm.